So I hit the yard. So you know what happens. Nothing. I mean, nothing happens. Because uh, I, I don't mean nothing to myself. I don't care about me. I don't care about nothing, you know? And then uh, I know from that day that I survived. Thousand degrees, portable equipment. There's no other way to do it. No, Sonny. If I can build something, it's gonna be a son of. What's wrong with you? And then you carry a piece in my house. You one of those burned-out, demolished wackos in the joint? You're scary because you don't give a fuck. But don't come on to me now with your jailhouse bullshit because you are not that guy. Don't you get it, you prick? Hello, everyone. I am your host, Kale Smith, and welcome to the inaugural episode of From the Top, the Ultimate Filmmaker's Retrospective. This is the show where we do seasons of a show on one filmmaker's uh, filmography by having each uh, episode go in on a deep dive of a film and the filmmaker. Uh, for this season, uh, we are going to be talking about Michael Mann's filmography, and for this first episode of this of season one, we are going to be talking about Thief, starring James Caan. Each week, we'll have a different group of film podcasters, bloggers, or even film writers come on board to talk about Mann's filmography and so on and so forth. Joining me this week is from the Philip and Michael show, uh, Michael Bitten and Philip Shadburn. Uh, well, actually, that's I'm Michael. And I'm Philip. And right now we are currently working on the next iteration of our podcast that we do. The previous one was Slasher Movie Podcast Now. And before that, it was Action Movie Podcast. Now. And before that. And there was more, yeah. yeah obviously. We don't want yeah, 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 but the, the, the new one we're working on is going to be a grab bag subject kind of comedy podcast where each week we will take a new subject, no matter what it is. It could be Pop-Tarts, could be famous, it could be classic movies, bands we like or dislike. Toe fork, fungus. Toe fungus, forks, whatever. Yeah. And then we talk about it, we break it down, we explain it, we give you factoids, stuff like that, and... So that's what we're working on right now. It's called the Philip and Michael Show, and it'll be out here in the next uh, little while. You know, we're still twenty twenty five. We're yeah, we're we're this Avatar is... three will come out before this. <laughs> oh, absolutely! This is huge. Each episode costs ten million dollars, mm. uh, and it's just us. You know, but there's a lot of CGI that you can't, you won't be able to actually see it, but you can hear it, and it sounds yeah. good so far. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, we're talking to you know. Um, can't wait for the YouTube version or the Spotify version. Oh, we yeah, we're talking. Well, to we're Rogan. on Spotify. Already. We're talking to Rogan though about yeah. maybe like doing a crossover. You know, just like yeah. a, like a, like a 
a, a program where mm-hmm. you listen to people like sweating and getting fit and smoking fucking weed, dude. Yeah, which is but like only my thing. exclusively yeah. on um, Podbean or. Uh, oh no, Podbean. us? We're only on Blueberry. Blueberry, okay. We like the smallest audience possible. Uh huh. <laughs> so Stitcher, just you know, we're on Stitcher, SoundCloud. We're on SoundCloud back pages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a new app. That we also not sell our on. bodies. We sell our bodies. That's how we. Uh, oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, and but uh, yeah, and thank you for having us on the pilot episode, though. Yeah, this so, means so much in in a bag of chips. Well, well I mean, special. you so. About six years ago from a day or two of this recording uh, was the first time you and I uh, and Spencer Cantor sat down for um, uh, the Youth Critic podcast. The very first first episode. It was also a test pilot. That's right. It was also kind of, we were just kind of throwing some stuff out, just seeing what, you know, worked and just what was jiving. Um, And Philip, you you came on the Youth Critic a little later. But not one much. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I've been on your show a few times. Uh, I think usually it was just like me and Michael would come in and do a episode or so. Yeah. Um. So it just may, kind of makes sense, you know. For good luck, uh, we got to bring you, bring you two together to do the pilot for, uh-huh. uh, the show. So, uh-huh. um. So uh-huh. thank you. You're very welcome. So, uh, let me. Can I describe what movie we're going to do? Or actually, let's go into the filmmaker. No. Uh, so, um, into start, the filmmaker. Into his process. Yeah, there it is. Uh, we are going to be for the next year or so, depending on how many uh, Michael Mann movies there are. I don't, I've lost count. Um, but we are going to be talking about uh, Michael Mann's filmography over the next year. And. Uh, just very interesting filmmaker, um, but very quickly, I wanted to throw it to you, Michael. What do you what do you, what do you, what comes to mind when you uh, see Michael Mann? First thing I always think about is Heat, which is by far one of the great crime films, mm-hmm. especially of the '90s, but of all time. Right, that film is fantastic. When I think of Michael Mann, um, I think underrated even though he's very successful i think underrated when i hear people throwing around movie uh, the director names it's always you know ridley scott spielberg scorsese stuff like that you know uh, michael mann i think he did his own take on crime films he's one of the great crime directors ever uh i did not like miami vice the show that he produced, and it was the showrunner on for the first few seasons. Right. And I absolutely did not like that movie that he made in the, what, 2008 or whatever with Jamie Foxx. Earlier and, on, it was like 2005 or six. Yeah, that, that was... Yeah, 2006, I think. Did not dig that movie. Yeah, I was mad about it. Yeah, it just wasn't good. Um, but uh, when I think okay. of Michael Mann, I think great filmmaker. I think that... Okay. I think... Um... That's about it. I mean, you know, I think about his movies. I think about fucking Collateral, and you know, I mean, the the guy is uh, he's he's one of the best that ever did the damn thing, and I love him to pieces. Manhunter, 
Fuck, dude. Oh, my God. Talk about underrated. Yes, especially William Peterson in mm -hmm. that movie is fantastic. And then, of course, I... No, that was William Friedkin made To Live and Die in L.A. Which a year or two before that, which is also fucking great. But I love Michael Mann movies. Right. Mm. That's what I have to say about Michael Mann. Okay, and for you, Philip. Okay, well, unlike Michael, I really loved the 1980s show Miami Vice. Uh, I love Heat and also love Collateral. Uh, besides that, I, I don't know like a whole lot of other Michael Manns besides well, the one we're talking about today because I learned of it this week to really? watch it yeah i loved uh, uh actually miami vice uh was like on spike tv they'd play like the old well, of course the fucking reruns but they would right. play those and i would just like binge watch those whenever they would come on like a couple episodes each day or like a good like marathon like a mini marathon i would watch miami vice I did not like the 2005 or 2006 uh, reboot. I was like, nah, I don't care. I want the 1980s kind of like Miami look. I don't care for the more gritty when it came to that. But Collateral, uh, Heat was fucking amazing. But yeah. 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 All right. So uh, my opinion on Michael Mann is that he is probably one of the more influential when it directors today when it comes to uh like action films i mean and uh crime dramas but also i mean horror as well i mean he's done a streak of horror uh as well through in the 80s and what well, Manhunter is considered a horror movie eh, yeah i mean psychological more. no i mean i i, I... Yeah, I can get Which you Just the prequel to Silence of the Lambs. Right? Yeah, that was the yeah. first of the Richard Harris adaptations. Yeah. was Manhunter. Yeah, yeah, and um, and I know this is very very low key, but I mean the key. Richard Harris? That's not who I'm thinking of. Is Richard. it? What? 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 I think I said the wrong thing. Go on, I apologize. Mm -hmm. I'll remember it later. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll cut that out later. <laughs> who is Richard Harris? Um, but uh, where was I? The Keep is a very low key like horror film, and of course I forgot that. Well, yeah, I and I feel like some of that, that. Sci science fiction. Thomas Harris, the writer of Red Dragon oh, said, and all this oh, stuff. Richard Harris is, oh. is is an old actor. He's from the Waltons. No, well he's dead. Maybe. Richard Harris. Let's now look Rest up who peace. Richard Harris is. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Pieces. Let's see, Richard Harris. No, he's the guy who was the guy from, he was fucking the... the he's the old OG Dumbledore. Yes, and he was also in uh, uh, Gladiator. He's the oh, Maximus, he I am was, dying. Okay, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, So Richard Harris did not write those movies. It was Thomas Harris. That's what I was thinking. That'd be really fucked up. And it up. wasn't the guy from the Waltons at all. <laughs> it wasn't the guy from the Waltons at all. That'd be really fucked up if OG Dumbledore wrote Red Dragon. I could see that, though, you know what I mean? But it just didn't happen, so. Yeah. We don't want people going home thinking the wrong thing here yeah okay fair enough uh so starting out with the podcast uh we're gonna talk about his first uh feature debut film i know uh a lot of people consider that to be the jericho mile because it was released internationally but it was um released here on tv like it was originally a tv movie much like uh spielberg's uh duel duel yeah that's a great movie um so uh, we're going to be talking about his first, like, theatrically released film, 
Thief with uh, James Caan, uh, Jim Belushi, uh, Robert Pro- Pro- uh, Proxy. <laughs> Prox- Proxy? Pro- Prosky. Prosky, okay. Uh, and then Tuesday uh, Weld, I think? Yeah, Tuesday Weld. Well, don't forget. Yeah. Did I forget somebody? Uh, the Red-Haired Stranger, Willie Nelson. Oh, Willie oh Nelson. Yeah. Oh, and Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina's in the background. Dennis Farina. Yeah. And William Peterson shows up in this movie. Where? He's like one of the... Um... Is he one of the cops? No. No, 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 no. He's like a um, bartender. Uh, or like a... He's like a bar... Like he's like he's a like waiter. behind in the restaurant, though, in James yeah. Conn's restaurant. Really? Wow, I didn't notice that. Maybe not the diner. No, it's not the diner. It's the other... Like, There's like a dance club scene or something yeah he's like in there he's like one of the guys oh that, really he's like one of the guys that you know comes up to james con when he's like you know bullying or like trying to get tuesday well to go you know to leave is he the guy he has to shove off yes that's william peterson yes that's awesome that's so yes. cool i love okay awesome good to know i gotta rewatch it are you talking about when they're at uh, the bar and he has to like flash his gun at him I think maybe so. Yes. Okay. He shoves him back, shows his gun. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah, packing yeah. heat. That's Colt 1911. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a couple of days since I've seen the movie, so don't remember exact moments like that. I but yes. Today. Um. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Uh. And so yeah, this is a huge cast for this like six million dollar movie yep. shot in Chicago. Yep. Um. On location, baby. On location, and it looks um. I have to go ahead and just say it. Oh, we're just it laying the cards amazing. on the table? Yeah, oh, like, it looks amazing. It looks amazing. This is a fantastically mm-hmm. shot film. Yeah. Yes. The and... shots, the soundtrack and everything is just... Well, like, I mean, yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, like the opening yeah. shots where he's like in the car trying to... Yeah. Well, with the opening Tangerine shot where it's like, a tilt, it's like a tilt down uh, through the like um, fire escapes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's like it's something out of an anime movie. It looks so. It's so crisp. Yes, it's yes. shot so damn wonderfully. I adore the opening ten minutes. Is fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it immediately puts you in that world. Yeah, and... like wherever you were before you saw it is now gone. You are in Chicago, 1981, with James Con just getting up to no good. Just getting He's into breaking trouble. into the safe. Like, yeah, no, you know, I, right. No, I know. I was just saying, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, and, yeah. It just, and <laughs> the way, like, well, first of all, I should mention the cinematographer's name, uh, Donald uh, Thorin. What else did he do, by he the way? He did uh, Tango and Cash. No way. That's one of our favorites, man. We fucking, uh, yeah, we Okay, that's that. a bad we one. We watch that later just for fun. He did I, uh, okay, Purple Rain. Purple Rain, really? Like the yes. album more than the movie. Yeah, he's a cinematographer. I never saw the movie, actually. Nah, I find it boring. Uh, he did Midnight Run. Oh, Shit. It's one of my all-time favorites. And movies. after he did a Thief, he did An Officer and a Gentleman. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I don't like uh, fucking kissy, smushy movies. Uh, oh, oh, you'll get a kick out of this. He did uh, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Well, there we he go. Did the fucking best one. The best. That's fucking great. Yes. That uh, That is honestly one of the all-time great comedies. Yes, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> we should do wrong a, with you? Okay, we should do a whole like, okay. director's chairs 
of Steve Odekirk movies. Or just do Jim Carrey podcast now. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like a good idea. That sounds like a good That's idea. That's my idea. Don't... That sounds like a good idea for five episodes. And then it starts getting really <laughs> hey, bad. Hey, it will be like you know a half a year's worth of content yeah. at this point. I am not devoting a half a year to. Uh, you know, yes, man. To be well, fair, I mean, man, this guy did a whole like thing on like the whole like Rocky I mean, for series. Stephen Odenkirk, and after, like... not Jim Carrey. Sorry, what? Oh, I'm I meant like for Steve Odenkirk, it would only be like you know I have a year because his filmography is not that long. Oh it? no, not at all. As no. a director, no, not at all, not at all. Might have to do a screenwriters uh, screenwriters drafts spinoff for that. One. That actually would be fun. That'd be fun. Steve Odenkirk. Like, do a no, filmography. Okay, never mind. Like, I know. I, not, not really. Is that a cousin? It's not, it's not Bob Odenkirk. Like, do a spinoff like show. Uh, like, do a spinoff show of, like, this podcast, but for screenwriters. Like That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Hmm. There's, some, there's some great screenwriters out there. I'll keep that in the um, box. We'll keep that in the box for later. The box um, is Also, one of his last movies he did was... He did a Shaft for John Singleton. I wait the, the remake. The Samuel from Jackson. The I do ones, really yeah. like that, but I've never the seen remake. the older Shaft, so I've just seen the like newest one. Or new it's part. a weird movie. Dudley Do Right, he did. Oh, well, then he, Brendan Fraser. He Dudley did wrong. Um, and his one. last movie, uh, according to Wikipedia, is uh, Head of State with Chris Rock. Hell okay, yeah! So he hasn't done. Uh, is he dead or something? No, or he's retired. I mean, according no, to Wikipedia. Oh no, he is dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was gonna say. Sorry. Because when the hell did that come out? 2004. <laughs> but he just died only recently, like 2016. Oh, he must have retired or something. Then. Yeah. He, yeah, he was like uh, when he shot Thief. He was like in his late. Uh, 30s? That's pretty old for the 80s. Late 30s, early 40s? Is it? <laughs> fucking a jackass. Okay, it's not the 1400s. <laughs> no, he's going to die of consumption at 35. <laughs> exactly. Um, But yeah, he's... I mean, Donald Thurin is like... No, it sounds like that guy did some great work. He did I the mean, Golden Child too. He did the sequel to the Golden Child no, one? No, he <laughs> did the two. Golden Child. <laughs> For a second, I honestly thought that there, there was some dumb sequel. It's like, well, I don't know I this, and I watch a lot of schlocky shit. <laughs> I never liked the Golden Child. That's okay. That. Yeah, it was, it was, I don't know, it just seems so weird. It was like Big Trouble in Little China, kind of. But with Eddie Murphy. But with right? Eddie Murphy. Right? And I was like, well, I've already seen Big Trouble in Little China. Why the fuck I got to see this? B, Axel Foley, please. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, um, I will say, yeah, so Donald Theron, great cinematographer, uh, would not be uh, Michael Mann's staple uh, DP. Uh, that's That goes to Dante Spinotti. But he went and worked with him till Manhunter. So there's another DP we'll have to circle Are back in the saying, show. Wait, so Theron also did Manhunter? No, Theron did, only did this oh, movie Spinotti with Oh, Spinotti is then brought on. Yeah. And then, oh, gotcha. Okay, um, okay, okay. Alex Thompson did The Keep, who did uh, Legend with Ridley Scott later. Yeah, yeah. it was a fantasy movie with... Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Cruz. Yeah, and also uh, Tangerine Dream did the uh, The score. theatrical cut score. Yeah, well, sorry. Yeah, well, the... Not that it matters, but... Me, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, he's been slamming me all day. Yeah, hey, you must be sore at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> but yes, uh, they're in cinematography. Uh, lots of turquoise blue colors and neon. and Oh, absolutely. Mm. And it looks incredible. Um, and But also, it's never, like, flashy or showy. It still feels grounded. It's, it oh, almost it's got a grittiness like, about it. 
it, it, but it's, it's still flashy. It's like a more weird. fantastical uh, Bill Fritkin from the seventies. There was a shot in this movie where I was like, "This is probably the most beautiful shot I've seen in a very long time." What was it? The top-down shot on the car hood as he's driving towards mm -hmm. the end, and you just see the you see the neon sign reflecting off of the paint yeah. of the hood of his car, and it's just okay. got that fucking this great song by Tangerine Dream going, and it's building up towards the end of the film, and it's insane. It is an insane shot. That's all I got for you. I don't know. Go find it. Rewatch it. I you know you're giving me this blank look. I think look. the, I, yeah, I think the ending is on YouTube. Oh God, got to. Yeah, I think the ending's on YouTube, if not, like, the, the climax of it. Well, the ending is in, is in the movie, too, Kale. Oh, yeah. of course. <laughs> you can I don't just YouTube them. I just watch YouTube clips um, and be like, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I so saw wait, it. <laughs> Michael, you have the Criterion Channel, like, mm -hmm. streaming service. Is he... So, I don't know how Criterion Channel works. This is not a plug-in, by the way. This is uh, just me asking, like, do they have thief on there or is it just like a random thing i don't know and sometimes i forget to check criterion for things and i went straight to amazon i did hbo max oh that's what i did that's what i did because i didn't pay because mm -hmm. i'm already paying for hbo max that's what i did mm -hmm. oh, okay yeah. something's on prime um i don't no, know it's on Hulu. Mm, i don't know mm, i think you're wrong uh, no i, I checked what it was on and <laughs> frequents in and out um, on hulu go on um, this is a no lying podcast, bro. I know that this movie's on Criterion. Did you get uh, that look? Oh no, I'm sorry. It's like on like in Criterion print. So. Oh my god, I would love to have the. You know the thing about. Next time we see each other, I'll let you borrow it. Oh my god, please do. No, I would like to own it. I think. Oh yeah. They have the sale. That's going on right now. This yeah, month. I know. I know. I keep putting that off. How long is it going on till? I think. Well, this is like going to be way out of date by the time this comes out. Uh well. I can get this out before the sale even. When's the sale end? I think it ends. I think it's a monthly thing. Oh, okay, sure, 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 sure. Cause uh, last time it was a whole month. Although I don't know. And then we'll, I we'll look into it. This yeah, I'll we'll have table my people this. call your person and we'll figure it out. Okay, great. Our agents. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and then my agents will get back to you mm -hmm. on who's, which ones to get. Yeah, uh, but who's your agent? Um, Tom Theron. See, mine's Cody Banks. Okay, is he any good? I, you know, I'm not yeah. really great with. He's kind of he, young. Yeah, but he, gets he his looks shit done. weird the older he gets, but yeah. he's he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so thief, a uh, person who does look good, James Con. James, James Con is uh, strapping in this. I'm a heterosexual male, but mm -hmm, what a piece he is! Mm -hmm. A dime piece, that motherfucker, dude. He is yeah. good looking, strapping. And downright frightening. Well, in this movie. it was the it '80s is. where it was like you could, it was like you could smoke cigarettes, drink scotch, work your biceps, and a little bit of your traps, and have like just a hairy body, and that was like the that was that, that was sex appeal. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was like people's magazines, like Sexiest Men Alive. Yeah, <laughs> James well, James Con. Would that count? Oh yeah, that would. No, James Con was a fucking stud back in the fucking day. He was a day. stud. He was a stud. He was a stud bull. So and a tough son of a bitch. God no, damn. tough, tough man. Tough. Just part of that like yeah. tough New York Jew lineage. Yeah, it just didn't go to his guy. son. So tough. And he brings that here, even though he's playing in, in Chicago. He is mm. frightening in this movie. Yeah. He when is. I say frightening, I mean frightening like like 
the type of person that's like, oh, he might seem like you're fine. Like, and then you realize this guy will knock you the fuck out, doesn't give a fuck yeah. about you. Like, like he, he looks gotta... like he could be your dad, but beat the living shit out of you. Well, and that beat could the be shit out of your too, bullies. Yeah, but no, no he, he just like has he that average look. Dad. Like, yeah, he just, just yeah, he could beat my he's dad. He's a bulldog. Up. He's a bulldog. Yeah, yeah. That's the best way to put it, I think. He's a bulldog. Yeah. Right, and in this movie, it works like uh, because I mean, he's bringing so much to this character, Frank. Yeah, um, he's got like a John McClane thing. He's got that average look, but yet he's a tough son of a bitch. Right, but the other thing I would also mention is, I mean, he's playing a character that's holding a lot in. Like he's. Yeah. If you remember, like, the diner scene. Do I remember the diner scene? That is one of... That's amazing. It's amazing. You know, when I was looking it it's up... It's a hell of a monologue. It's mm. so damn good when he starts explaining what he's been through and... Prison and all that, yeah. Yeah, and it's just... It's terrifying to hear, and it's it really lets you know everything about him. In fact, I was reading James Caan. That's, like, his favorite scene, or one of his favorite his scenes in any of his... Filmography. His, his whole career. Yeah, and he's just sitting there delivering the fuck out of it. And and that's the one moment that you get to see him. After that, it's just you're just watching the bulldog. You're just watching mm. what he's become from his horrifying life. Yeah. There's a couple other smaller moments, like when after they pull off the big, like the big heist the big, at, right, in, right. Um, at the end of the second act, I think. Um, and he's just like you know lighting a cigarette and just like while they're in the uh well 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 while Belushi's clearing out the the, the, the Belushi and company are clearing out the safe like he's just like he's just having a smoke he's just enjoying you know the art he has created like he is Mm, I like that I know a lot of people describe like what he's doing they compare it to like a laboring or like he's a laborer you know, because of the whole, he's doing this for uh, Leo's character, Leo Robert Proxy's character. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's oh, like oh. a statement on a statement on capitalism or something like that. Right, but Pretty it's sure. also an art. Like he, like this. See, I like that reading. I didn't see it that way, and I think you're right. Well, I think that's I think that adds something to it. It's to me, it did look like he was having a smoke like another day at the office. It did that have too. that look, but yes, I think yes, you're yes. Right. Is yeah. this is an achievement that he's done? But also think about it; he doesn't want to be doing this, right? He just wants to do. It's like he's wanting to do his Mona Lisa and then just get the fuck out. I guess I can see that because he is that fucking good. Otherwise, well, uh, in the, in they wouldn't have gone to him and made him do this. Yeah, or you know, lured him in with buying a house and giving Ch- him and a child him buy a and baby. Um, well, from the black market, but yeah. Yeah, and baby's uh, a baby's a baby. Hey, baby's a baby. Baby's a baby. I will also, but I mean, also it's mentioned like he's an older character. Like he's, like at the, he's not out of he's his prime. But, but <laughs> yeah, that's what thirty-five looked like at night in nineteen. Yeah, I know. He looks like he's fifty-three now. <laughs> yeah, he's not but that he's, old, but he is thirty-five. He's our age in this movie. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just saying, like he's you know he's feeling his thirties, like he's feeling like you he's know he's feeling more than your thirties. You know he's what I mean? Like he's feeling Minnesota. Fe- he's fe- what is that? I don't know. I think it was a movie with Keanu Reeves. Wait, wait, what? Feeling uh, Minnesota. I remember a walk through the clouds. Uh, can we look up Feeling Minnesota? Keep talking, Jamie. Can you look that up? Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. Uh, <laughs> but Feeling Minnesota, I think. God, is that it? It's Keanu Reeves. Yeah. No, okay, but I, I, do you remember a walk through the clouds? 
I, I remember the it's name. Another, I think I misspelled Minnesota. Hold on. It's it's three N's, <laughs> five A's, six sevens. What's your favorite Keanu, bro? Uh, the John Wick series. You can't say a whole series. Well, I'm going to go movie. with John Wick 1. John Wick 1? Yeah. Or feeling Point Mi- Break. Point feeling break, Mi- Minnesota. That's what yeah. it, you're thinking of. Yes, Keanu Reeves. Can I see it? I said. Yeah, it's like a romantic comedy. Oh, Phil, you're wrong. It's feeling Minnesota. I said feeling Minnesota. No, I think you said feline Minnesota. I, okay, I thought it was about cats from Minnesota. <laughs> it's got Cameron Diaz. I don't know him. Is he good? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, being, I'm just joshing. I know okay. she is. It's just Joshua-ing you. Yeah. Joshua treeing you. Yeah. Uh, you too. Mm-hmm. So, where were we? Oh. oh. Yeah. Uh, so, so, for, so James Conn, like, I mean, like, he's at the, like, he's, you know, in his mid-30s. He doesn't want to, he's, like, having, like, that, you know, I don't want to say midlife crisis, but he's, like, yeah, I want to do something by myself. I want to, like. Yeah, he's got that thing of, like, there's got to be something better than this. Yeah, it's like, um... He's trying to get the American dream. Well, that's your 30s, though. And he's trying to get the American dream like that. He's trying to get a baby. He's trying to get a girl, get a baby. Get a house. Get a house. uh, Retire. He's trying to do all of that, but in the diner scene, he says he only got out of prison four years prior. To, in, to the events of this movie. So. Yes, exactly. So he got out of prison at 31. Went in when he was 20. Right? So he hasn't He's had wasted. a whole life. He's only had four years, and it's not really a life. It's a life of crime that so, he has to do because he just happens to be good at cracking safes. Besides yeah. that, if you look at it like, so he went to prison in his 20s, right? Yeah. And he's in his thirties now, so it's almost like it's like that look of you've wait, like not saying in our twenties we've been in prison, but it's got that whole thing of like we've wasted our time in our twenties, and now in our thirties we're trying to get shit on track. If you know what I mean? Right. I mean, and I also so. it's like an adulthood. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, I get that. Enlightenment get that. kind and, of. And yeah. even though this movie came out, I, I mean, just as like the Reagan administration was beginning. Oh, how about it? Like it was. <laughs> that guy was the best. Like well, this movie. That's all anybody ever does for Reagan. That's all I know. I mean, tell me, mommy. We're this, '90s babies. This yeah. movie is very, very much criticizing what would become the new like Reagan dream, like Reagan promise. It like, really is, but it, oddly enough, came out before any of that had really. I know. Yeah. Rolled. That's, that it's like, like way later. ahead of like the game. But then again, the country wanted it. By, like, the late 70s, because the 70s were bad for America. It was. Stagflation. New York crime, City alone. Crime. Jimmy crime, Carter. Crime through the roof. Jimmy Carter on the, on the foreign policy front. From what front. my parents he say. Was, he was know. not the best. He was not the best. He wound right. up being an amazing person. Yeah, he built houses for, like, you know, like. I still have yet to see it. I still have yet to see the documentary. About uh, Jimmy Carter? Yeah. What, what's it? It's oh, called Carter Land. badass, uh, the Jimmy <laughs> Carter story? Yeah. I'll build a hammer and make houses. Yeah. I'm no. just a plain peanut farmer. No, it's a uh, Carter Land. It played at the Atlanta Film Festival. I think it's already out, but I mean, I don't Is it true what they say about him? That he had like a Dirk Diggler sized package, bro? God d- dang it. I was going to make a joke like that. I just didn't. I was like, I don't want to like turn Kel's show into our okay, show. Okay, fair enough. Let's back yeah, up. You fucking fair, gave me a speech about this I shit. I did earlier. mention like the, sh- the, sh- the guest host would kind of bring their podcast personality into each episode. Oh, so. uh, hold on. Don't, don't, don't take that as like run roughshod, Phil. 
I don't want you making big penis jokes about Jimmy well, Carter. Well, no, because at the table, you I'm said, do not make jokes. a Jimmy Carter big dick joke. And I was like, I won't do well, it. Because I and had then, a really good then, one backed up, dude. Yeah, true, I, heard, I didn't true, want you getting ahead yeah, of me yeah. there, man. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I've heard that he's got a big one. I can't wait to see the documentary about it. It's a claw hammer. <laughs> I'm dropping a claw hammer. It's an East Wing lead style. <laughs> Carter Knights. Okay, they're, they're playing throw in. Playing in 10. Um, so, but, yeah, and then, you know, James Caan's character, Frank, he's in his mid-30s. I mean, he, he's just like, fuck, I'm in my mid-30s. I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to, <laughs> like... Shit have a house an income you know that he wants kind of the stuff. american dream he wants yeah. the american dream and i'll take all that besides kids and a wife and the only way he can get it is through thieving and he teams up or not teams up but he's lured in by leo mm-hmm. um this like and i gotta say leo robert Prots. Prosky or Prosky? i think it's Prosky because it's an sky and oh, he's okay. from um He's from a neighborhood. Last Action Hero. Well, no, he, he no. is. Wait. But he's from. Really? He's from a. No, that's not him. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, he's it, fucking. Uh, I thought it was Ernest. He's the ticket. He's the guy at the theater. Guy. No, okay, hold on. Let's all get our story okay. straight here. What I'm trying to say is Prosky's from a neighborhood in Philadelphia that was, I believe, a largely Polish neighborhood. Yeah. And so I think it's Prosky with a Y. Yeah. Prosky with a Y, I think. But yeah, he's in Last Action Hero. Yeah. He plays the guy who runs the uh, the the old uh, movie theater. Yeah, he's basically Cabby from uh, Escape from New York, but yep. Yep. but See, he works I at told a theater. You. I knew it. You didn't. Yeah. Hey, he's in so much movies. So many movies. He was great. I really adore him as a character actor. Robert Prosky mm-hmm. was uh, just a boss player. You know, this is the first thing I've seen him in. And as this is his first movie, by the way. Hmm? This is his first movie. What did he do before First the season feature film? Guy, wasn't it? Okay. Uh, I can look it up, but I mean, this is his first like film appearance. He's been probably did a bunch of TV before. Uh... Porn. Probably a bunch of porn, especially with again him and Jimmy Carter hooked up uh, with the Big Dick Brothers. Robert the <laughs> Polish sausage Prosky. Yeah, he didn't play man. Yeah, I fucking laid a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was. He's Robert a veteran. Yeah, he's a veteran. Yes. He took care of sick dogs. I mean, look, the yeah, guy's a hero. He killed He's Hitler. Insane. He served in the Air Force during the Korean War. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Korea. It's Korean War. God damn it, Kale. I was kidding. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, he was in Cheers, although Cheers is after this. Yeah, he's been he's been doing like small stuff, but and this well, was his died, breakout. He died a couple years back. Uh, he died about. 13 years ago. 2008, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a couple years back, right? Yeah. 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 In, 20, in 2000s talk. Yeah. We're in 2021. <laughs> oh, shit, are we? We gotta catch up. He, he died a couple years ago. That means he died in 2010 or like 20, yeah. You know he was what in I mean. broadcast yeah, news. Yeah, no. He was in broadcast news. He was great in that. Shit. Yeah, he played, he was one of the, um, the, the, the manager of the, the news division or something like that. Uh, I'll double check, but Prosky, seriously, Bernie Merriman, one of yes, and he's one of my. Have you ever seen Broadcast News? By the way, no, I haven't. You'd absolutely adore it. It's it's. Uh, I it's need a, to buy the James Criterion. L. Brooks. Oh, well, yeah. James L. Brooks. I mean, James L. Brooks. I think it's his second film after um after Terms uh, of Endearment. Terms of Endearment, which is one of my all-time favorites. If you haven't seen that one, I haven't, but I've heard it's a tearjerker. It, yes, it is. Especially yeah, the last so. twenty minutes yeah. are heartbreaking. I've seen. I love that movie. I think you'd really dig it. 
and then obviously, you know, you know, you know he's in Gremlins two. He's in Gremlins two. Okay. He's that big wrestler who gets mad in the yeah. movie theater. Okay, no. so it was him as Hulk Hogan. He's like, hey, brother, you get out of this theater. You never knew. That's how good he was. Prosky was a the fucking Proskinators here. You know. That's what I'm saying. He's the Proskomania. He's Proskomania. Yeah. Snap into a Slim Jim. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yes. Uh, so he's he, so good in this, though, because yeah. especially when there's that turn. Because at first he's like, He's calm and nice. He's like, what are you worried about? You, you need a baby? I can help you get a baby. No, I'm telling you. And then when that turn happens in the last 30 minutes, it is terrifying. Terrifying. Oh, his monologue of, you know, I'm going to do this. I own down. you. Yeah. I can, you know, sit, put your wife on the street, you know, and yeah. be yeah, your entire like life is another. mine. Yeah, I owe yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like your I have family could be Wendy's hamburger meat. You yeah, know. it's like you think you have well, a house, you think you have a kid. I have a house. I have a kid. Yeah, he's like, but, I can fuck you without fucking you. You yeah. understand that? Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that but, is, and he sells it yeah. so well. Oh yeah, and you buy it too because I mean, this guy is like, like he's an he's not seeing it as like a charity case. It's like an investment. Yeah. Like he. Yeah. Well, like, he's a fucking mobster. Of course, right. he's a fucking investment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's seeing this guy as an investment, and you know, and he and he even like tells just to get James Con on board. Sure, if you want out, fuck it. You know, after this, you know. But you know, I mean, he does. He gives him everything. He gives, mm -hmm. you know, and it's this kind of indictment on America because you know everything just you know. Especially for, you know, Frank as a character. Like, he, you know, can't, you know, adopt a baby. He can't, his wife can't conceive one. He's got bad credit. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. That. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that and other things. Um, he's an ex-con. He's an ex-con. He's an ex-Jimmy Con. He's an ex-Jimmy Con. Jimmy ex-con. And, I mean, it's, like, every, like, he wants this and the only way is to be in this world. But he doesn't you know, get it until, like, you know, he sees, like, everything just go to shit. It's, he's got to get dirty. Yeah. He's damned if he do, damned if he doesn't. He doesn't want to be a part of this criminal world anymore, and mm -hmm. literally the only thing that can get him out of this criminal world is even more criminal activity. Because mm -hmm. well, that's how he gets yeah. the big money to be able to move to Los Angeles to retire, get out of there, but he has to go through pure shit to be able to do it. Yeah. And even then he can't do it. Which I know for some of you listeners, this is like the premise of like a lot of like movies. Like even like this is the premise of like Baby Driver. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the premise of a lot of movies. Is the guy if you one last job. Yeah, one it's, last job. And it's I'm that out. whole, that's whole if you want to furious kind of thing. One more job, then we're well, out. So at some point, one of them has to go. We've been saying this for nine fucking movies. I don't think yeah. there is well, one more job anymore. Like we just do like this. the premise is if you want to get to heaven, you gotta go through hell. Yeah, hundred percent. The path to paradise is through hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes, and while this is a, this is definitely well tread territory. This is done so, so goddamn well, mm. so fucking well. And it's it was all set movies. up perfectly. Yeah, like going back to that monologue in the diner, you see the full tragedy. On the second viewing, you can see the full tragedy, right there and then, right like. That, you know, him going to Leo and him going to crime, but then having this monologue of, like, I want out. I've been through this and that, and I've lost everything. I want to have it, have a life again. I want 
mm. to have a life again, have, you know, an income and all the stuff, you know, you know, so a lot of us take for granted. Um, yeah. And he wants, he wants it. And the only way through it is crime. And, and by the end, he has to sacrifice all of it. Yeah. Just to, you know, just to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Like he has to cut off everything. Like, yes, he mentions he'll pay when everything goes to shit. He sends Tuesday Wells character. Um, he sends her off with the baby and he said he'll keep wiring money or something. Yeah, he gives her 400 grand, which, I mean, 1981, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's like, a good uh, almost I mean, a million. It's probably like 1.2 or something. Yeah. Triple she could go out. to like an island or so, not buy an island, but she could move like to off. She's got a good foundation. She's got a good head start. She's got a good 20 acre and a nice estate. Start a business, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. start yeah, a small she, business. Yeah, exactly. She's gone. She can have a good yeah, life. kid's never going to starve again. So. No, yeah. that kid's good. That kid's good. Yeah, little, little, She'll not have a... little David. Yeah, the kid that was stolen from the womb. No, the mom sold it because the mom was a drug addict. Okay. Remember, it's not the baby's fault. Yeah. That's uh, what Leo tells him. Well, when it's never the baby's baby. fault. No, of course not. Right. Unless that baby's the Antichrist. Damien. Hey, at least they named it David, not Damien. That would have been great. I was thinking, I saw this movie in the can. Yeah. We're going to name the kid Damien. Wouldn't that be fucking funny? Yeah, he's he like, fucking what's wrong gets, with you? Uh, he's got these uh, Rottweilers fucking kill people. Like, what are you talking about, James Conn? Did you That's get these Rottweilers? Why are they here? Why are they here? Yeah, exactly. Um, the hounds of hell. No, but that's why like the movie, I think, works so well. is because it's all built up. The script of this is impeccably tight. Uh, it moves at a great clip. The yeah. dialogue is so damn realistic. And it's under, um, and it's you know under like served by like this music from Tangerine Dream. Well, okay, let, I, can we talk about Tangerine Dream? Yes, we can. Oh, you know what? You are a huge Tangerine Dream. Or what uh, well, I'm not a huge are. fan. I mean, it's I didn't know anything about them um, until this movie. I've always like, known they're what? amazing. Yeah. No, no, now I do because I looked them up. But, but at first I was like Tangerine Dream. That sounds familiar. Yeah. And it turns out I, I know them. Quite well. well. What we think about it is, I've seen a lot of movies where it'll say like uh, soundtrack or whatever Music score by, composed yeah. by Tangerine Dream. Like, what the fuck is this? Because I thought it. Because with that name, Tangerine Dream, it sounds like it might have been like a new wave synth band. Uh, of course it is, but they're just like soundtrack and like instrumental shit. Yeah. So they've done a movie we talked about a few weeks ago that I've never seen that I need to see, Sorcerer. Y'all talked about Sorcerer? No, no, no. We talked Not about how episode. William Friedkin had made a movie that neither one of us has seen. Yeah. Uh, of course. I need to see Sorcerer because I I genuinely have liked I've heard it was Bill Friedkin's 70s work, and that's the only thing I've not I seen of his. I love William Friedkin. Oh, my God. Yeah, of course. I've mean, never seen Sorcerer. I've we might need to do a director's chair for Bill Friedkin. Friedkin's a beast. Why wouldn't we? Mm. Oh, my gosh. We're setting up all these different shows. Good. Just for the test pilot. Why not? You know, have as many shows as you fucking want to do, man. Exactly. Give them a promise, man. Let's do it. Lord. I'm going to have to create so many different anchors. (laughs) Yeah, anchor. Anchor. Well, no, it's Uh, like they also did Risky Business, of course, Legend, uh, The Keep, which we talked about earlier, uh, Near Dark, and they also did some of the music for GTA V, which to me still... It came out in like 2013. Still a playable 
it's well, like it's a masterpiece. yeah, well, well like it's, it's like that and Skyrim and like Mass Effect trilogy. You can like it doesn't matter if it's a remaster or the original con like from the original console. You're gonna fucking play them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it makes sense that they would have done the GTA Five soundtrack because they, there's a lot of a lot of synthy kind of like. Well, it's the game. It's the story is very much a throwback to 1980s Los Angeles. Well, yeah, I mean that game is a neo noir crime. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a fantastic game. It's a fantastic mm -hmm. game. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I'm listening. I'm just like looking at their uh, soundtrack. Well, what else have they done? They not only did Sorcerer, but they've done uh, Wavelength. Has anybody heard of that movie? No. They've done Risky Business. Never heard of it. Near Dark, of course, which was a Catherine Bigelow vampire film. Yeah, and I yes. heard it's a master. It's a, that's Bill Paxton, yeah, and Lance Hendrickson. They're coming it's out with a amazing. 4K of it. Wow. I don't know if, you, I don't know if anyone has 4K no, other I than don't. me. No, I don't, but I had uh, an early DVD version of Near Dark. Very grainy. Very, right. like, bad quality, but, like... I wish I still had it. I actually, it wasn't even on DVD. It was actually like I had to like buy a bootleg oh, DVD that from, that tape from like some well, website from the thing. Ukraine. The only way Jeez. to watch Near Dark nowadays is now it's on like Blu-ray. I think. Well, now. it's on Blu-ray, but even that Blu-ray is out of print. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why, is, why does Near Dark get so not a lot? I don't know. Love? It's well, fucking crazy, it's, right? Well, the thing is, it's only just recently like been like discovered by like film fans i've noticed that because i never saw it on tbs i, thought, I never saw like, it on anything i, thought, I knew nothing about it i thought like blue steel was Catherine bigelow's first movie like yeah the jamie lee curtis movie yeah and then which was pretty goddamn good like Catherine yeah, bigelow's a boss she's oh yeah Hurt Locker. i hate to keep saying like she's boss she's she, a boss she's boss lady. she made one of the all-time great action movies point blank Point break. Point break. Point mm -hmm. break. Not gross point. Not blank. gross point blank, which I like. That's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm a Cusack fan. Me too. I love that whole goddamn family. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah. Oh, Joan's very. Joan's hilarious. Oh, mm -hmm. Joan is one of the funniest people that's yeah. ever lived. Joan Cusack. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. definitely the most yeah. Chicago actor. Speaking of, of Cusack, family. I watched Hot Tub Time Machine. I mean, I've seen it a bunch of times, but like, I watched it like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I still love this. Like, that's a great movie. Yeah, that's a really yeah. fun. Mm -hmm. That was the first of the '80s nostalgia train. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the first. Mm -hmm. Like that. Like that was it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then like. Wonder Woman 84 was fucking the caboose. Yeah. Like, now we're done with 80s nostalgia. Get it the fuck out of here. We fucking mm. murdered it. Yeah. And now it's time for 90s nostalgia. And I grew up in the 90s. A lot of great stuff from the 90s. I think we're about to remember that there's a lot of fucking annoying shit from the 90s. That sucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. to see a lot of it. I don't like the look of the 90s compared to the 80s. No. Like, the well, 80s I thought was actually a very... Um, cool. It was a very diverse era, too, because yeah. musically speaking, you had very all diverse. sorts of different people. I mean, you had, like, punk rock, you had New Wave, you had, of Cher, course... Cher, Madonna, I mean, you fucking... ACDC with Brian yeah, Johnson. the rise of queer music mm -hmm. in movies. Uh, yeah. in the, in the Freddie Mercury, yeah. Freddie Mercury mm -hmm. was just a, just a beast. I know Elton John started out <laughs> in the 70s, but 70s he still bad. had a run in the 80s. Well, he had a bunch of hits in the 80s. Though. David I mean, Bowie, he, uh, Bowie. Bowie. Bowie sold out in the 80s with yeah. a great record. Let's I mean, hell, even Klaus Nomi, if you want to go deep. No, we don't and need to go Okay, we don't want to. Klaus Nomi. Klaus Nomi. He's too frightening. Yeah, he, also, he, he was really late seventies. He was really frightening. Like he did a cover of that lightning, uh, lightning strikes that 
Listen to me, baby. And the lightning is frightening. That was the late 70s. That's not even the 80s. I don't no, know. but he but he did the 80s like version. He's creepy. And he had like a weird like Mickey Mouse Stop. inflated oh, suit. It, that guy makes me yes. You got my adjective going. Like Astro Boy. Uh-huh. Uh, so Tangerine Dream also did 3 O'Clock High, uh, Shy People. Shy People? Yeah, I don't know this. Miracle Mile. Look. Yeah, it's... I don't... <laughs> They did a. They do Doctor T and the Women. Did they do Crawl? Did they do the Crawl show? <laughs> it's not Nick Crawl though. It's the movie Crawl. Yeah. Oh, Crawl, Crawl the Conqueror. No, Crawl. What's Crawl? You, we've had this before. It's, what is this? Okay, so I liked it when I was a kid, and I've always talked about it. Like I liked it, and I went to like rewatch it like last week. Ten fucking minutes. I'm like, nope. What is it? Okay, so it's like. The you think it's like a fantasy film, but then it's like sci-fi fantasy and like space kind of like like shit where it's like all right, I'm just fucking confused. Like you think it's like Lord of the Rings, then it's fucking Star Wars, and it's like I don't. I don't oh, okay, fucking, but yeah, I don't even know. What yeah, you don't need to know. It's got like a young Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, hey man. Wait, what? Oh, crawl. I have a set of scales. Oh, what else I forgot. I forgot what we were talking about. Sorry. It doesn't matter. Oh. They did a uh, Steven Summers like one of his earlier films called Catch Me If You Can, not the Steven Spielberg movie. Okay, yeah, no, okay, okay. Catch Me If You Can. No, no, I don't remember that one. It's like a low budget movie. Sure, sure. But yeah, they. But yeah. But, but they've just been like steady doing, doing soundtrack work for the past forty years. I guess. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's been they kind of slowed down in the eighties for like movies, but they still have been producing like albums. Like since I no, I, I was listening to some of their stuff today, and I was like, "This is fucking great." It is a great band. They also did a uh, like a variation of the Stranger Things theme. Oh really? Oh really? It's really good. Like I gotta I, check them out more. Yeah, you would love Tangerine Dream. No, I I, I thought about getting recommending them to friends via text. I'm like, I found this new band. You gotta check them out. I thought about since you know you and me are like into fucking records and shit. I thought shit, I could get some fucking Tangerine oh, Dream. That would be so yeah. cool, dude. Just put it on on the fucking patio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That know, would be so veg out, bro. That would be so cool, bro. Yeah. And, and they did Michael Mann's next movie, The Keep, and that was like their last collaboration. Interesting. Uh, I feel like they should have done more. They didn't do anything for Miami Vice. Uh, not like that I know of. You know, no, Michael Mann has that, that was, um... He's into that vibe. Jan Hammer. Jan Hammer. Yeah, that dun 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 Well, no. you have to Jan understand... the music Jan Hammer. Local kind of shit here. Um, I'm kind of looking it up right now. I want to say they were almost going to do Manhunter. But then, it, then again, it uh, only went to, uh... Another band called the Reds. I don't know. I'm the sorry. Red from Chevelle. The Reds and Michelle. Great fucking band. And Michelle oh. Rubia, Rubini. Who? Rubini. I don't know. Giovanni I don't know Rubisi? how to pronounce. I'm so sorry. What are you saying? Uh, sorry. Here, okay. you read it. Speaking weird Latin curse. <laughs> oh no! Wait, what am I trying to read? The music by. Okay, um, music by. Uh, Michael. Yeah, Michelle Rubini. And the Reds. Oh, and there's no link for the Reds. Who's Michelle Rubini, if you don't mind? Um, American musician and composer, best known for his work composing motion picture soundtracks. A professional classical pianist since early childhood during the 1960s and 1970s, he went on tour with Ray Charles, Frank Zappa, Sonny and Cher, and Barbara Streisand. That's awesome. 
Uh, yeah. And then, I mean, and then, of course, you know, he went on to, Michael Mann went from this to, um, we're, and we'll go through, we'll, we'll keep redoing, retalking these points throughout the podcast. Um, but he went on to do Miami Vice, and I think Crime Story was the other one he did. Yeah, I'm going to grab a water real quick. Um, and so, but then after that, he did um, The Last of the Mohicans, which has a, I'm going to look this up real quick. I, Wait, Michael Mann made Last of the Mohicans? Yes. I always forget that. God, those yes. are great movie. Great performance, too, by... Um, but that Daniel score Daniels. is completely different from... The other, those other three movies. Okay, yeah, like I'm it's back. More... I had no idea that he did Last of the Mohicans because that's one of my. That's, I love that. I love that movie. Yeah. I had no idea that he did that. He also did Kindergarten Cop. He did Cop and a Half. <laughs> he wished. Oh my God! Did he do Twins also? Because he did if not so, do twins. No. no. Okay. No. Did he do Junior? Uh, he did. He he was a second unit director on okay. Junior. He was actually the baby that came out. He was the baby that comes out. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's a director's cameo. Michael oh Mann God, cameo. did some crazy cameos. Well, he's Leslie Mann's dad. Y'all know that, right? He's Leslie Mann's dad, and that's exactly and that's their story, and we're sticking to it. Yeah. He also was the ferrets that bit the bad guy's neck at the end of um, uh, uh Kindergarten Cop. He was in that too. He said, "Put me in a suit, shrink me down." They did that. Okay, that's Michael Mann magic. Oh, is that why that movie is so expensive? <laughs> yeah, I would say that. You know, people call him Magic Mike because he also insists on stripping. During he has everyone. a huge ding ding. Huge. Have we talked about the size of the man's look? Yeah, we talked about Michael Mann's ding dong. I don't think like it matters how big somebody's wiener is. Because, it really like, does. Phil and I, uh, and we talk about this on our show. Together we have a two-incher. Yeah, we have cashews. Okay. Yeah, it it looks like you mashed gum and walnut to uh, uh, almonds together. So like, you know, I have to say this because a lot of people, you know, guys get you know insecure and stuff. Yeah, it's penis okay. envy. Our penises suck. They're the worst things yeah, on the planet. Like They're disgusting. I, They're the worst thing that ever happened on Earth. That's why, we, that's why we podcast. That's why we do podcasting. <laughs> okay? Having said that, Michael Mann, you know why he's doing the big boy stuff? You know why he's not podcasting? Fucking thrombosis of the vein. I mean, the, main vein, man. the dude can drive nails with his fucking cockhead. I'm just saying. He's not just saying. He'll show you. He won't say it. He'll spray it, bro. Yeah, man. Down your screaming fucking moist throat. And this was the Philip and Michael show. Thank you. For no, we had like a little moment. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, now back to your regularly okay. scheduled program. We're hijacking you. Okay, so, um, so this movie is about this big heist, right? Like they go, and they're like in search of like diamonds and stuff uh, that are costing like millions upon millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah they're diamonds. Well, they're a girl's best friend. Shine like a diamond. Yep. No, that... I just made a Jared joke. You kind of have to. I have a friend named Jared. I had a friend named Jared too. That's awesome. Isn't this weird white guys who do podcasting who know somebody named Jared? Wow, these three white guys. <laughs> they went have to Jared. A friend named Jared. <laughs> okay. I asked my best friend Jared about. Oof. Oh my god. Do you have a best friend named Jared? Kushner? I do have a friend named not Kushner. Oh, the other said. one. Ooh. Oh. Not I, that other I, one too. I have a best yeah, friend named Jared. That other one. I have a best friend named Jared. Oh. He's kind of stupid, but like he's my buddy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. You just like tolerate his bullshit. He's a close friend. I don't even know if I tolerate it. It's just I just you know. It's I, like a sympathy case. He he has a truck, and I'm moving soon. I can't start shit with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, when this is podcast, use your come friends out, wisely. <laughs> I'll I'll hold the release of my test pilot till. Please, thank you. Thank you. Okay, great. Thank you, Kate. Um, I will say about the big heist. It's great. 
it's great. It's, it's great. A, it's not. A, it's nowhere near. Like it's not like some Ocean's Eleven bullshit. Um, no, it's not like you go in dressed as the yeah, as the you know the maid. Like yeah, none like, of that shit. It's with, like, the typical and he's like, like Steven Zetterberg. Like no, it's so professionally done. Oh, the yeah. shot, the, the camera placed at the bottom of the elevator shaft, pointing up, and then you just see as they slowly chip through the fucking ceiling. And you see just, you know, they get through, get done sawing, uh-huh. and then all that stuff falling towards it. Then uh, Jim Belushi. I was going to say, can right? we talk about him after, you know? Yeah, go then ahead. Jim Belushi comes in, he cuts the wires and stuff. And yeah, okay, fine. Jim Belushi was amazing in this. I've never really and dug And this is his him. first film appearance, too. Yeah, that would make sense because uh, Trading Places was two years later. Because. Yeah. Yeah, and he plays the asshole on the train. Uh, from Philly, also, I'm saying this is according to Wikipedia. I didn't have a whole lot of time to do. Well, his brother research. died. His brother was still alive at the time. His brother would have. Yes. John would have still been alive at the time because I think he dies. Right? I think he dies 80. No, this might have been the year he died. Mm-hmm. I can look at. Keep talking. Well, the thing with like like James Belushi is I've never had a uh, or Jim if you want to according to Jim you know. Um, is you came over today uh, before we did our show? I was on the last part of Thief, and you're like, all right, I'll let you finish it. I'll go outside and smoke a cigarette. I was right there during the shootout. And you came in, and I said, this is the only thing I like Jim Belushi in, and was so heartbroken he died in the film that was well, such a bummer yeah i was like Damn. also his death is so 1982 1982 is when okay. john dies yeah okay so his brother's still alive mm-hmm. but anyways jim's death scene in this is so gruesome mm-hmm. that shotgun to the chest in slow mo. So, in slow mo. Yeah. Red chunks of flesh flying well, off him. It's so damn graphic. That's what I was talking about and with well you. Done. Is with the shotgun, like him getting shot with that shotgun blast, is uh, not getting grotesque, but a shotgun will shred like like fucking hamburger. And the way that shot was, and the way how gruesome it was, it looked great. Well, uh, to yeah. my well, to Michael Mann's point, I mean, he wanted everything to feel real. Like mm-hmm. even he even hired like actual jewel thieves and uh, cops and whatnot to bring to you know be consultants and consult on the production of the movie. And he even wanted like actor the actors to like sit down and talk with these people yeah. to almost not have a method idea method style for this film. But to have that mindset of a character that does this like 50, 60 hours mm-hmm. a week, like yeah. does, you know, that and treats this like a blue collar, yeah. like 12 hour job. Because the conceit of Thief for Michael Mann was this idea that, you know, he was fascinated by people who just, you know, could work 50, 60 hours a week. And 70, my friend. friend. Or 70. And just like shut that part of them. Off where it's just you know where they're they don't where they don't really they they don't care about life or they you know like he was fascinated by this like notion of like workaholics. just be workaholics like this is their and that's thing. That's a new. That's not entirely a. That's kind of a new concept for that era, the workaholic, because we'd gotten to a place. Right. Where people, people didn't right. used to have this at a whack work life, whatever you want to call it, right? Like people used to have plenty of time not working, and they were able to 
take care of all the things they needed to, and a lot of things were taken care of for them. But by 1981, after the shitty 70s, mm-hmm. people were like, I'm just going to work my fucking ass off. Just put their whole head in the And then that, that's just the My life. dad talked about how, like, he didn't start, like, working, like, I guess, like, what's it called, like, not uh, but night shift, but, like, skeleton crew kind of shit mm-hmm. where it was like he was working like more than he was sleeping yeah he said that did not start that like like till the 80s you know yeah yeah he said because like in the 70s i mean he said i would work I mean, like were f- competing a regular to have eight the hours dream. everybody was competing to have the american dream but also yeah. just everything was just you know it just became part of the culture is just you work you work you work you work which is so fucking wrong it, yeah, that's, that's yeah, not man. yeah what's the point in life then like there's times like i said like i work like a 60 to like 70 hour week and i'm like wow that check's gonna be great when fucking friday comes but i'm fucking miserable and i love my job but it's like i mean love it but it, it's but better it still than work. what it, like it's yeah, still exactly then you wind up exhausted and you can't spend the money because you don't have time to exactly or, or you just go on your phone and order through amazon or your yeah. mortgage is about as much as the paycheck mm-hmm. yeah or yeah, or a fucking health crisis pops up, mm-hmm. or you break your fucking leg. Well, no, it's like if you right. work a 70-hour week, down. or the car breaks to... down. Yeah. yeah, or somebody comes in who, you know, those, those, uh, those you know, check-robbing thieves that are out there rolling around. Well, it's like when you work a long week, when, like, Friday comes, you're probably going to work that day, of course. And then when, like, Saturday and Sunday comes, it's like, oh, that, that, was, that was my days off. I don't even remember them. That's the thing. These guys yeah. are working steps. Jim Belushi especially being the working step. Yeah. He's the one who goes in Absolutely. does his fucking job. Absolutely. He has no plans on leaving or quitting the life or anything. He, you know, in fact, he doesn't even really talk about much except for straight up what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, he's living in the present, but he's still he's a worker. Yeah, mm-hmm. he shows up and he's like, "I found the fifth alarm." Found the fifth alarm. Goes through, a, goes through a phone line, all that stuff, and then he's breaking it down for Jimmy Con. Yeah. Jimmy Con's in his head the whole time, just going, "All right, what can I do?" You know. Well, How he's a man. Yeah, he's plans, life. dreaming. He's he's a dreamer. He's a dreamer. I mean, even so, he has like this, like scrap, little tiny scrapbook. No, no that, that little image he made. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. That little collage. Uh, collage. Yeah, collage. Thank you. I and I was wondering. What, I was. I kept forgetting the collage. Go ahead. When he at the end, it's everything to him, right? He has Willie Nelson's character, which we got to talk about. Yeah, we got to. We'll get to that in a second. Okay, but he's got Willie Nelson's character on there. He's got wife, kids, and skulls and stuff like that on there. Right. And he shows it to Tuesday Weldon. She's like, well, "What's with all this?" And he's like, "He's like, you know, I had to make my life mean nothing mm. in order for it to." He's like, "To survive." Yeah. In prison. Now he's like, "I gotta try and find a way to make it mean something." Exactly. That was fucking. Crazy. That's what I'm Jesse, saying. That's, that's yeah. Jesse. That's her. Name. Oh, sorry. No, that's not her name. That's a uh, Jesse. No, it is. That's her name, right? Okay. Yeah. And and then on top of that, you have this. It's also Willie Nelson's, Nelson's character's name in the Dukes of Hazard movie from 2001. Yeah, he was Uncle Jesse. <laughs> okay. Uh, six so degrees of separation. All right, podcast in. No, <laughs> pilot's over. Yeah, the podcast just runs out of batteries. <laughs> oh, oh no, my computer died. Oh, <laughs> no. So God damn it. No, 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 no. I, I don't blaspheme. Yeah, we talked about cocks. That's, That's not blasphemous. blasphemous. God, God made cocks. Um, God's cock. No, so 
God probably has a medium-sized cock because the thing that's great about... Oh, sorry, we'll talk about this later. Well, yeah, we need to get to Oakland. God's not a yeah. show. Let's get to Oakland. Let's get to Oakland, not God's cock. Stop, Phil, please. We need to get to Oakland. Oakland's more important. I will say that Willie Nelson plays that role. It's a small role, which sucks. He's his mentor. He's his mentor, but they really only have the telephone scene. That's it. And then he's in the hospital. But so yeah, much happens in that one scene. That scene is so mm-hmm. goddamned great. Well, yeah, because he talks about, he's like, I want to get out early. And, you know, and James Conn's character is like, well, you know, you have like 10 more months. And he's like, I ain't got I don't have that. I, I got angina. I'm dying, yeah. Yeah, my vagina's acting up. And he's my like, vagina. <laughs> yeah, but there's a moment in there, there's a moment in there where... You realize this is his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Metaphorically. No, well, no, I mean, your dad's your dad's your dad. Yeah. Doesn't matter. No, I don't mean like I know okay, it's not his enough. blood dad. You know, that's his dad. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. your dad can be a sperm donor, and you choose somebody else to be your dad. If you know what I mean, like metaphorically, not like Yondu and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I never thought. Um, okay, that's fair. Okay, we'll move movies. on. I don't know. I don't watch movies, by the way. It's yeah, I, I've ever seen. I haven't seen this even. I'm totally just winging it. We and read the Wikipedia page. You have, you have like psychic ability. I have just been winging it. I'm just like going off of your faces. That's why I've talked really slow and I've been like, yeah, the part with Willie Nelson. And you guys are like, yeah, he's in it. And I'm like, oh, fucking thank God. Yeah, he's good in it. And you get right. And you guys are like, yeah, he's great. You were just listening to Willie Nelson. That's all. I'm just, I'm telling you, it's like you're going to look behind you when I leave and you're going to see like, the, the fucking, it's going to be that the, uh, the usual suspects when we realize everything I've said is just attached to uh, the wall behind you. And you're like, oh, sorry, he tricked me. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. Oh, but Willie Nelson, Nelson that, that, it's just that. It's just that scene where it's, you realize this is his father figure. This guy means the world to him. Yes. And he's sort of like the center of his world. Yeah. And then when he dies, uh, James Caan now has a wife. Mm-hmm. Or soon to be one, mm-hmm. and a son. Yeah, he did it all through legal means, but he's got it, yeah. which is like saying life moves on. Yeah, and that's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Even though it's all through illegally gotten means, even though it's yeah. all uh, you know under the table criminal illegal yeah. element stuff, it's the fact that you you, you know you see this guy's moving on with his life. Mm-hmm. And, and that is going to end good. But and that is going to end good. Yeah. But, but he did a good thing by getting him free. Well, no, like Okla is a character like he still in the end meant something to Frank. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, that's, and, that's, it's, and you know what? He got he got it's the, bottom the, of the barrel, like achieving something. But no, but the love that those two had for each other, you can tell, was one of the only things that he came by honestly. Because he had the corner Tuesday well to get her interest, right? He had yeah. the fucking... Uh, almost kidnapper. Almost, almost kidnapper. The baby is a, not... It's a black market baby. Mm-hmm. The house was given to him by Leo, mm-hmm. right? Everything he has is 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 not... He should not own. But the love that Okla and him have is probably the most actual, pure, real deal love in that whole fucking movie. Yeah. You know, it's because gone. It's gone. I don't even. So, does it happen before or after the heist? Before, before, before oh, the wow. heist. Wow. So even before the heist. Sorry, it's been. Some, it's been. Yeah, I'm. One great day since I watched. Yeah, these. it's been some time, but um, 
I tr- it's been some time, and uh-huh. uh, I was so I was just like trying to remember that he's losing everything before. Like it, that's just like the piece crumbling already right there. Like the you dream is shattering. The out, yeah, and now it's like you take you take Oka out, it all goes down. Absolutely. I mean, the high still goes well, of course. Because well, he's a fucking maestro. Again, fucking artist. He's a fucking artist. Um, what, uh, Phillips making faces. Like we've talked about Willie Nelson's character Okla being uh, like James Con's father figure. Aren't they like the same? Like if you like take the plot of the movie out and like all that age-wise, they're like the same fucking age. I think they are. Yeah, because I can look. They're up both in their late eighties. Look it up. I've got. They're not hitting ninety. Like. You, you gotta, gotta get, get your, your own, own Jamie, Jamie for this, like, like Joe, Joe Rogan, Rogan has. Jamie, look up DMT and adult karate. And he would. Uh, Nelson is seven years older than Khan. Okay, well, well everybody's dad, dad is. A seven lot of seven-year-olds have had kids. Yeah, I know. I have. Yeah, I've had like Nelson's seven. Fucking old. How old is he? He's eighty-eight. Oh, so Jimmy Khan's eighty-one. Years young or eighty? Yeah, but Nelson's gonna live to be like a hundred and two. Yeah, Jamie Khan is eighty-one. That's not a jinx. That's a jinx. Yeah, James Conn is 81 years old. Yeah. He's 81 years young. Now, how old is Scott Conn? Why do we keep bringing up Scott Conn? Nobody knows who that is. Exactly. He, he is exist. 44 years old. Is he? Five foot one. Five foot five, actually. They're... I'm taller. I'm fucking taller. James Conn's probably five five. Yeah. Well, now he's drunk like a raisin. Uh, and still kick my ass. Doesn't say what his height is on the James Wikipedia. James Conn is short. The... He's got to be. I would imagine he's got to be. They did Type make in him how tall is James Conn. Type in well, how tall is James Conn. Yeah, it's weird with, like, c- celebrities and shit. Like, you think, oh, I think, five like, nine. every... He's 5'9". Five five okay, okay, taller than you. Short yeah, well, like, the thing about, like, celebrities and, like, certain, like, athletes and stuff, besides, uh, like, you're, like, well, not athletes, but, like, you think they're, like, bigger well, or whatever, they're, they're and you cast. think they're o- over six, and then it's like, oh, no, it's like Joe Rogan's 5'7". I'm like, oh, he is? No, he's not. He's 5'1". Oh, okay. He's just you. lying. Yeah. Just put a little, yeah. Uh, 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 okay, yeah. Put yeah. a little bit. He wears platform shoes. Yeah. He wears the disco Kiss boots. Do, yeah, he wears kiss yeah. boots. Uh, these are Gene Simmons boots. Yeah, what you looking oh, up over there, Stinky? Porn. I was just reading something. Reading oh. porn. Uh, interesting fact about um, <laughs> Willie Nelson's performance. Roger Ebert, when he reviewed this movie for the Chicago Sun-Times, he uh, gave this a three and a half out of four stars. What? Do you know what the half star was for? That was missing? What? He wanted more Willie Nelson in the movie. Are you serious? He I specifically that. put that in the review. That he took a half a star out? Yes. That's, That's still shitty. He should have given, given the four stars. stars. I love that in a sense, but it's also... I can't even read you the quote. Let me yeah, actually, read me that quote. Like, I hear you, and that's really sweet, but it's also... A lot of people are just going to see the, oh, I didn't get a full four star, so I guess I don't have to see it per se. You know? Like, I do think that's sweet, because I agree. I would have loved, like, you know, like, more cowbell, more Willie Nelson. That's what I want. Okay. Uh... Oh, it doesn't... He also Willie... has a pretty big cock. Willie Nelson. Oh, yeah, it's from smoking all that weed. So, yeah, weed actually makes your dick bigger. So you want to smoke some weed, Kel? <laughs> I know you got Hold a 10-inch, but you want a 12? Hold that thought later. Uh, summer let's, no, it was uh, Willie has played the character so well that we wanted more. 
No, very true. Very true. I yeah, I get that, but story wise, with what they did in the movie, I mean, he serves the purpose. Look, man, I agree, but I'll go with Roger Ebert here. When he died, I was really fucking upset because he was. Uh, Willie Nelson's great and stuff, but. After the 80s, especially into the 2000s, he mm-hmm. when he when he popped up into stuff, he just kind of became a, like he was like white Snoop. Right, dog. Yeah, exactly. Just a joke. White Snoop Dogg. He was just a joke. Yeah. It's like, well, it's not even Uncle Jesse from the show. It's just Willie from Nelson. Full House. No, from Dixie. I know. I'm just being Did, a okay. Dickhead. Don't do that. All right, I'll shut my mouth. Uh, yeah, forever. No, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll go play PlayStation. Go you play, guys you can go play thing. PlayStation then. Mass Effect has on. your name on it. Mass Effect, Legendary Edition. Okay. But, but yeah, you're just seeing Willie Nelson. But in this movie, there's a humanity, just like there's a knowing world weariness in his face, just his smile when he sees uh, yeah, Scott Con's dad. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just now refer to James Conn and Scott Conn. People are like, why don't you just call him James Conn? No one gives a fuck about Scott Conn. Hello, Mr. Scott Conn, dead. I think Scott Conn was like in uh, like a 90s rap group. Also, you're saying it wrong. It's Scott Kong. Scott Kong uh, versus Godzilla. James Kong, and it's just a gigantic James Kong fighting, fighting Mothra or something. You know, like, 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 like that. I guess that's what she sounds like. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yes, Queen. Oh, my goodness. Kill, do you want to talk on your show? Or do you want us yes. to just do you want me no. and him to just do the yeah, we can. Philip and Michael show? You're not even paying. Because we will. No, I was just reading more stuff. Um, oh, you're reading porn? Well, this is a podcast, not a, a, a not book a club. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I'm not reading Fanny Flag. Fair enough. I really should get a research assistant. Um, but no, so, but yeah... He should have yeah. got an Oscar nomination. He, he, really, he really should, but he's not. not he, I mean, total screen time, probably four minutes. Maybe less. Yeah, yeah, like that, five is a stretch. He had right, less time than Ernie Hudson in Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, probably. But he, but yeah, I mean, Willie Nelson, to be fair, everyone's great in this movie. Like, no, like, even Jim Belushi even, is amazing. Again, Dennis Jim, Farina. Dennis Didn't do much. Doesn't count. It's like, I have a gun. He doesn't count. He does, yeah. he is, in, it actually, William, I just saw this, William Peterson actually plays two characters in the movie. Wow. He, he plays, he plays the guy at the club, mm-hmm. and then he also plays Dennis Farina. Yeah. Uh, William Peterson as Dennis Farina. As bad guy. Yeah. Number nine. Yeah. I'm from Chicago. Yeah, and but there is a couple other things I would like to mention. Like, there's the oh, shot. Okay. So there's a shot in the opening where it looks like they're almost like on top of the water, like they're looking out at the water. Yeah. And but they're just like on the edge. Yeah. It's great. It looks I great. I love it, almost, it. It almost looks like it was shot like on four by three. Like it, that's how yeah. like like wide and centered it is. No, no, no I know what, what you mean. mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not wide, but centered. Uh, and. It, Centered. Uh, it's, a bad word. it's a centaur's turd. Well, it, 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 it is nasty because it has the word turd in it. Turd. So let's turd. Kill. Don't okay, say. Don't say turd. Don't say nasty. Clean Christian podcast. I don't know if it's Christian. It's open. I think to anybody. But it's clean. This is Scientology. Yeah. Backed. Uh, but you gave us a bunch of money for this. <laughs> hey, they, they're the sponsor. Hey. Elron Hubbard. I'm still getting Vulcan. checks from Elron Hubbard. I don't. Oh my goodness. Elron Hubbard. First off, let's give it up to LRH. Come on, everybody. Give it up to Earth. I mean, he wrote the book, which turned into a very, very, very entertaining awesome. bad awesome. movie to watch. Why do you have to break the premise? The premise is that we take this seriously. 
And then you say it's a bad movie. You told me to come on here and not say doo-doo fart penis jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Come and, and but you're still doing like but the emotional equivalent of it. Yeah, okay. Like putting a d- emotional doo doo fart penis joke. How about I just fucking stop? And you, it's it's now it's the Kayla Michael show. As you know, it, it always had to be, man. We just had to drag you along, you know. Uh, you're dead weight, bro. So, like Jim Belushi. Oh God, that was awful. No, that was beautiful. You're just gonna like shit on me all day. You He's come over here so to man. my home. This is his home. And you just shit on me. You shit a big turd on him too. Stinky. It was stinky and wet. It just means I, I care. It means I really care. He really does care. Like, you went to Quick Trip and just had roller food and shit on my fucking chest. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it was. Okay, so I want to talk about the shootout at the end of this movie. Well, I first didn't make it the, to the end because I fell asleep during, like, like, I just thought it was so boring. I got I'm bored, sure watched porn, and went no, to bed. Okay, I, no, I read porn like Hale's been doing. Okay. Um, yes, that shootout. How do you read porn? <laughs> No, uh, what, what do you think they did in the um, in like uh, before? Uh, okay, sorry, the sorry, I asked. Let's go back to the, the let's go back to the car exploding. The car it was gnarly. Somewhere. It's beautiful. It when gnarly. he well, you mean when he just busts out his life? Because he comes to Tuesday World and he's like, I don't love you anymore. Get the fuck out of here. Well, he's doing Dang. everything he can just to get her the fuck out. Oh, I, I'm aware. Oh, I know he didn't all of a sudden go. You know what? I don't love my wife. Yeah, no, yeah, it's he like he can to break her heart and get her to fucking leave. In the movies, like where the kids trying to get the dog to like leave, like go, I don't want you. Like throwing sticks. And yeah, stuff. Like, go away. Yeah, the dog's like, are we playing? Are we playing? Like, are you fucking with me right now? Yeah. Why don't he just send the dog? With I know what I mean. Would you say, like, well, it's not a dog? Like, your son's going to want a dog. Why did you suggest that she was a dog? Wow, you misogynist. Wait, what? Don't do that on this show. No, 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 no. Wow. No, no. no. This is You're the cis-white tail cockpit. I'm saying the dog should go with the wife. Like, should go There was no dog in this film. Oh, there wasn't? No, there was a baby, unless you're... Oh, oh, are you saying that babies are dogs? I kind of think babies. Are you non-breeder. Oh my God, you caught me. I kind of think babies are dogs. They personally. are. Yeah, I think you they're gross. Me. I think they're gross. They fart a lot. You me. They fart a lot. They lick their genitals and they are and they shit in the floor. Okay. They do that. Okay, okay, okay. So beautiful car exploding. Oh, when he busts out his life, he explodes the fucking home. He goes to his restaurant, which I didn't know was his restaurant at first. I thought it was the place he hung out at. Yeah, I did, too. He blows that restaurant up. Oh, shit. Then he goes to see... He goes to his... No, then he goes to the car dealership he owns. And it's kind of it's kind of Goodfellas right there where he busts out all the windows, lights the cars on fire. Then he goes... And then he goes to Leo's house. Leo's house. And that just, like, awesome score, just, like... As everything's going in slow mo, and yes, and, and I, I think, think that, that might be where that that, that uh, top down um, hood of the car shot I'm talking about might be on his way to Leo's. I could be wrong, but if you know what I'm talking about, you'll know what I'm talking about if you rewatch it. It's fucking a masterpiece of a shot. It's so damn good. I watch it tomorrow. I might watch it in bed with you. In also, the way Robert Frost just goes out. No, I'm Yeah, my fucking. Birthday skin jammies. Skin jammies. It's got a dick attached to it. <laughs> yeah, why is everybody in their pajamas? I thought we were like being professional. I'm uh, like first a off, Kale, I'm wearing swim shorts with bulldogs on. What them? is wrong with you? Like he was giving another you premise. They can't here. fucking see us. You could have gone with you're wearing pajamas, and you immediately start saying what you're wearing. Why did you do that though? Kale was like getting an actual comedic bit. And then you go, I'm wearing actual, the thing I'm wearing. Why would you do that? 
I wore like sport what casual here. here. I dressed like I was going to Jurassic Park here. No, no we're all wearing. I thought you were going fishing. You're right. Okay, none of us are wearing pajamas. We're all wearing actual clothes. Bet over. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't live in a fucking fantasy world like you, you liberal. Uh-huh, well. Commie. Well, well. Case that, I'll uh, I gotta you put your sunglasses on. I'll stop make you, you feel invisible and cool. Uh, yes. Can, can I have a thing? No. No, you okay. may not. You can try mine. Can I have your glasses, Gail? You can't see out of these. I'm not going to. I've already had like six beers. I'm not. It already feels like I'm blind. Oh, wow. We're doing it. Okay, seven. Okay. Uh, Goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. Yeah. All right. You guys so, are fun. And this movie ends. I mean, it just ends in tragedy. It just. No, what a shootout. Not, not to bring us down, but okay, it, just, okay. it just like ends in tragedy. Robert Prosky dies horrifically. Good. I mean, it's. A, the, the shot, shot in, in the, the forehead, forehead was. Can, can I, say I say this? It's okay, cathartic. Yes. But there's a little bit of me that kind of chuckled when he got shot in the forehead. Not not from a storyline. I don't mean like, fuck yeah, you earned it. Um, I mean from a filmmaking perspective. The way... Yeah, because he gets shot. He gets kind of like double titty shot. Yeah, before the head shot, he's just doing that. He's kind of doing that like classic like... And it's right, you know, that weird comedic right. Yes, and that would have been fine on its own. If he had just been dead, I bought it. He was dead. Yeah. But then... He kind of starts to dead, damn it, get up get again. Side piece. And then Jimmy Khan shoots him right in the forehead, and he just goes, ah! Yeah, which is like, no, that's a forehead shot. He's going, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not him going, oh, my brain. It is in slow-mo, but he does make a, like, noise yeah. when he gets shot. While his brain has already lost that all. And, look, it is so not a thing, and it does not, like, unlike Roger Ebert, this, this is, is four stars. stars. I'm, I'm not taking out half a star over yes. this. All <laughs> I'm saying is that did kind of make me laugh. In the mi- but that's it. That's it. I, yeah. the, otherwise, it is one After of the most- that, the rest of that, like, shootout in the fucking yard shit, oh. that's fucking art. He shoots Classic. that fucking worm that he first, how he first met Leo was the-, the uh, Mustache guy. Yeah, the, the, the nickel plating business guy who's yeah. hooked up with the mob or whatever. Right. He shoots that guy just dead in the fucking street. And- Another Dennis thing, Farina, Dennis Farina, who is, again, one of the great character yes. actors of our time. And like, we'll talk about him in, in two episodes from now. Um, that's get right. Shorty. No, yeah, when, we, when we do Michael Mann's Get Shorty. No, um, which is my favorite role he was ever in. Yeah. Are you talking about Manhunter? Right? Yeah, we'll do, uh, Man, we're going to do Manhunter in September. Can we do Maneater? Is there a man eater? No, it's it's a Hollow Notes song that I tend to enjoy a lot because I'm kind of the the evil chick he's talking about. Okay. When we do yeah. um, musicians well, notes, uh, that podcast. Yes, exactly. Musicians notes that podcast. Man. Okay. I don't but, even know when I'm gonna have time to do all these podcasts. I know, right? Exactly. You're, that's your job now. Quit your job and only do podcasting. I need to make money off of this shit. Do you know how to make money off of this? Sell drugs, shit? dude. Anchor. Anchor and drugs. Yeah, yeah we sell drugs. We can just sell. Anchor just do. Wait. Actually, fuck this shit. We'll just get into crime, right? We'll fucking sell drugs. How are we gonna get out of it? You know, in my. You don't get out of it. You just fucking die in the end. But that's yeah, later. Yeah, so you probably just die. But you get or a big you wind up becoming president, right? Politics. <laughs> I'm talking about the last guy to be. Oh. Obama. Yeah. Yeah, that was the last guy in the. Well, in my head, Trump is still president, guys. Wait till August. Oh, right. That's when God. does this come out? 
sometime in July. Well, the ne- oh, okay. okay, well, good. Okay, so there's still time. Yeah, there's still time. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> good grief. What have I done? Let me text my cue, guys. So, yeah, the movie is fantastic. Um, great crime thriller. It's okay. But it's also a good heist movie. I, and it's, again, I can't say how much I love this movie. And it. Now, had you, you seen, seen this before? before? No. This week. So I blind bought this on one of the Criterion sales last right. year, and I kind of had it in like my my physical media case. Right. And just like, and then I think around April, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna start. Watching Michael Mann movies, everyone loves them. Like a lot of people I know love Michael Mann movies. Well, who wouldn't love Leslie Mann's dad, right? Especially in a movie starring Scott Conn's dad. Mm-hmm. It's a whole dad movie. It's the dad. Yeah. Willie Nelson was the dad, kind of. Yeah. Well, so now no. There should be a son of thief. I think Jim Belushi might have kids, so yeah. he's a dad. Well, he's not the baby. Willie Nelson has a kid named Lucas Nelson. There you go. It's a whole dad movie. It's a Father's Day. Uh, this is actually the, the this is the prequel to Father's Day. Yeah. The classic 1996-97 film with Robin Williams. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Chevy Chase. No, no, it was Robin Williams and uh, Billy Crystal. And Billy Crystal. Did you see it? Ah, the guy that makes burgers. No, but it's an Ivan Reitman movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's like, like, what are they doing? Type movie, uh-huh. like, like, like this was just a paycheck movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just a hey, like let's get paycheck. these two great, you know, comedic talents, and we can't miss. Guess what? They did. It's it's, it's but it, and we we'll get a great, great comedic director or a comedic talent. No, Ivan Reitman's amazing. Oh no, absolutely. Look, it's just everything about yeah. it should have worked. It just didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go into that more into the Ivan Reitman director's chair podcast. That would be an interesting one, actually, because that's a director I don't think gets a lot of love. Well, he's had an interesting career, and he's also just kind of moving. I don't think he stopped making movies, but he's just moving into like retirement. Kind of the guy's 75, 80 years old at this point. He would have to be. Yeah, I mean, he's still producing movies. Like He produced uh, the new Ghostbusters movie. but Yeah, because his kid's the uh, director, right? Jason, Jason. Yeah. yeah. Jason made Juno and stuff like that. I mean, he uh, produced, up in the air. Yeah, so I mean, Ivan Reitman's still in the business. It's just. Juno really has not aged for me, by the way. No. I don't think it aged well. I don't think. I don't think Diablo Cody's script works like it used to. I, it's honestly, I can hear you there, and I think it's a wonderfully shot, acted, directed film, and and nothing against Diablo Cody. Except, Except there's things, things great names. Name. It's not a real name. But Wait, did you say uh, Ellen or yeah. Elliot? I didn't say. I didn't say his name. Okay. No, I, this was. Oh, I thought. My God, my brain is all over the place. Yeah, don't worry, I didn't do that. My brain. Sorry, I thought. No, Elliot. No, no, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking. I said the Alpha Cody. Oh, Everybody in it's geez. fantastic. Oh God, sorry. No, no, I, I understand you checking. I did not believe me. No. Um, I there's parts of Juno that I just find. Like, there's, there's lines, lines in it that used to make me laugh, or just go on, it's really sweet, that are just now kind of cringy to me. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Even That's the burger telephone she has, like, isn't as cool and twee like it was. I don't know. Teen hipster kind of. That's fair. Yeah. That was cool for a while. I just yeah. feel like, but they fucking ran that subgenre well, see, I saw Juno fake indie film into the ground. When it came out, and then, like, I think the last time I saw it was, like, three years ago, and I was like, ah, no. Elliot's great in it. Yeah, yeah, of course. 
He, he was, was great. great. I mean, Michael Sarah was great Sarah. too. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's usually Sarah. great in most things. I really do. I enjoy. I enjoy both of them. But Jason Reitman. Wait, no, no, Jason, no. Bateman. Oh. Jason Bateman. Bateman. Yeah. Jason Reitman was really good as an actor and director. Yeah, yeah. isn't that crazy? No, yeah, he played the, t- the hamburger telephone. telephone. He I learned know. all of this from Michael Mann. Mann. Hi, my dad did Ghostbusters. My dad did Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I myself um, saw a hamburger phone. And I got myself a hamburger phone. I got myself a hamburger phone. So, yeah, this has been interesting. It is. And you guys I had never seen this, this I just wanted to say. And thank you for reaching out about it. Because I was like... I have always heard this was a great movie, and I just it, I didn't know when to do it. Well, the funny story of it is, I think you contacted him like Saturday about wanting to do an episode, yes. and he said, "What about Thief?" And we got like obliterated, drunk off scotch and shit. And then like you texted me like what like Monday or Tuesday. He's like, "Oh, by the way, this weekend we have a podcast to do with Kelly." And I was like, Wait, "What?" I was like, "Okay, well, I guess we are." Yeah. Yeah, and well, I have to spread the thief love because I saw this last April, and I just like, have, like a, a couple months ago. You mean yes? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I just loved it. I fell in love. I loved the look of it, and and I've been wanting to do a Michael Mann deep dive because I have been kind of blind buying his movies, mm-hmm. but not like watching them. So Wait, would you like close your eyes and go into a store and buy his movies? No, I blind bought it on Amazon. Yeah, that's one of those new. Yeah, he's being a fucking goober. The both of you just don't seem to know how to grasp jokes. No, <laughs> curious. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's not so. Humorous. But yeah, I thank you guys so much for doing this. Um, you're welcome. Um, yeah, you should be thanking me. Yeah, and but, me. Yeah, you should thank us, and we're gonna have to thank you because I did not know about this movie. I mean, I knew about it, I just hadn't seen it. And and I introduced you to Tangerine Dream. And I've been listening Listerine Dream to the shit out of Listerine Team since early this morning, and I've been loving it. Also, if you can hear fireworks in the background, we're recording this on July third. Independence, Independence Day. Day. The Will day before Smith, Independence Day. Bill Pullman. Y'all gonna watch Independence Day? Uh, we can. Everybody can. Do you wanna watch it? Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. Peace. Yeah, Bill Pullman. That's right. Yeah, he says that. Yeah. Randy Quaid's like, we'll have our Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. And then Bill Pullman knocks says, Welcome to Earth, you crazy son of a bitch. I'm back. And then the aliens just go, Oh shit. He's like, He's back. The one who. That's the guy we diddled, right? He's coming to no, come. No, he diddled us. Okay. <laughs> See, he's been lying the whole time. He's like, yeah, he says aliens diddled him. That'd be a great plot line. That'd be a great plot twist. It'd be a usual suspect's level yes. plot twist. He's like, oh, so he was the one fingering their oh, It that's makes why more sense now. Of course, Randy Quaid would. They were peaceful, and then Randy Quay just did some crazy I shit. got ten fingers, motherfuckers, and there's ten of you. Yeah, and they're all really tiny and have big, juicy butts. Yeah, well, why not? <laughs> That's the... Oh, my God. That would be excellent. They find out later. Shooting mortars oh. out there. Yeah, no, it's getting loud, man. We might as well wrap it up, fellas. Yeah. This is getting rough. Yeah. yeah. Wrap the it up like a condom. James Conn's blowing up the cars. Yeah, James Conn blows up cars. He gets shot. Scott Conn's dad. Okay, Scott Conn's dad. Really doing it. You think he got shot? Oh, flak jacket. Flak jacket. Damn. All right. I that's doing a hot pocket, sir. <laughs> so, um, I, I with that, I think we've talked all about Thief. 
Um, I don't think we left one stone unturned. No, we did not. Uh, so just to kind of wrap things up, so we this movie, you. thank you. This movie premiered at the Cannes Film Festival uh, the same <gasps> year. The James Cannes Con Film Festival. Yes. The, is it Cannes or Can? It's Can. I, I say I say Cannes because it's French. Okay, Cannes. It's at the Cannes Film Festival. I don't know. It the might be Cannes Film Festival. Oh, my God. You guys, he's trying to say something. Okay. And it wasn't a big hit, but it did du- make double its budget back at the box office. That ain't bad. Of course, it was only like a $6 million movie. And, $6 million dollar man. Um, and it was in, you know, his follow-up was Paramount Pictures. They came up to him and wanted him to do, wanted to do a movie with him. And he said, I want to do this mo- book adaptation of The Keep. And, and they were like, fuck it, bro. They were like, here you go. Here's another like six to ten million dollars. And spark up. We'll find out how it went in the next podcast. How... But before we go, oh, okay. uh, where can people find your show? Where can they find you guys? Like on social media, I mean. We, we are, are available, available on all podcasting, podcasting apps. apps. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, don't know, know if our podcast is going to be out right Okay, now. so the Philip and Michael show won't be out when this comes out. But if you want to hear our voices... Same feed. It'll be on the same feed. Just go to Slasher Movie Podcast Now. Okay, that's available on Stitcher. Anywhere you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Any of your podcasts. Spotify. Everything, man. on every podcasting platform. It is there. You can find it. Don't even ask it if you're about to ask. It's, it's on, on that one. It's going to be Slash Movie Podcast now, and then um, there's also our action movie. Which is, is all on the, the bottom. same feed. It's yeah, all on it's the all same, same feed. Guys. So if you don't like Slash Movies, scroll down a couple months and you'll find our action movies. Scroll down even further, and I think that's it. But we keep it simple like a pimple. Keep it simple like a pimple. Keep it simple like a pimple. Yes. Absolutely. And I'll have a link to the main podcast. You're on Anchor, right? No, we had the bail on them. Yeah. Oh, They got mad at us. Yeah. yeah. They were like, you guys, you guys are too, too fucking good. good. Well, we, we kept, kept sending dick pics to the president of Anchor. And he was like, I'm the damn president. He's also a pirate. And what are, what are all these? These are big dicks. Yeah, I don't like I don't like big dicks. You said you had small almond-sized dicks. We do. These are Jimmy Carter's picks. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'll have a link in the description to their podcast. It's mostly not about No, it's mostly about dicks. Yeah. All right, and y'all don't have a Twitter or anything? We don't. Jimmy Carter dick pic fan page. People are going to be looking for this. At Jimmy Carter. I want to see what happens. I want to see what if this is a real thing. Yeah, it's real. Hit us up. Uh, uh, no, do I have a Twitter? I don't have like a Twitter, like a public persona for people to go find. No. Okay. No. All right. Cool. Uh, all right. Link in the description for their podcast, uh, and then you can find me on Twitter at MovieKale. Then you can follow. Rock and roll. And then you can follow uh, the show um, at the Youth Critic for now, and then we may do a separate Twitter for that. I don't know. We're still working some shit out. Uh, okay. This is just a test pilot, but um, next month you will find out everything that went ha- um, went down on the keep. Was it a successful production? Did anyone die in the middle of it? We don't know. Come back for next week, or not next week, next month. Uh, next month, the f- second Thursday of every month. Thank you. Everyone. You just figured that out, didn't you? Like no, live. I had that plan. Oh, okay, we had this look in your face like, fuck, it's second Thursday of every month. I love it.